It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Why the commander should avoid the coming war at the beginning of the free agency period where Chase Young stands entering his third and most critical season of his NFL career and a fresh mock draft from the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. All of that on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison covering your commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host, Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Mether show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, we're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Chris, not here for this episode today, but hopefully we'll be back very, very soon. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen every day or your first view of the day if you're joining us over on YouTube. While the commanders look to find an upgrade at the starting quarterback position, this shouldn't become a desperation scenario. And I know at least one commanders fan agrees as we hear now from Todd in Utah. Hello, Washington fans. This is Todd. Uh, Utah, just finishing up my night in the factory, working my tail off and enjoying a built bar on my way home. Uh, and also he's obviously catching up on the latest, uh, you know, podcast from you guys. Uh, just a quick thought. Uh, after, uh, my month or two of disappointment with the, uh, team, I'm slightly more optimistic again about us. Hopefully, uh, that will come to bear as we go through free agency and the, the draft and things like that. Uh, we'll see if the see if the, the team is actually willing to really truly take a chance and try and go get somebody who's who's worth getting at quarterback and and see what that costs us. Uh, my fear is obviously that uh, we're going to grab ourselves a retread. They're going to brand it as the greatest move we've ever made, and we're going to continue the same cycle we've been doing. Uh, let's hope that Ron Rivera has enough. Uh, insight and push 
to, uh, you know, make some things happen and hopefully, uh, we can get out of the cycle we've been in for, I don't know, 20 years. Anyways, just my thoughts. Hopefully things are going well and, uh, y'all have a good day. All right, Todd, we appreciate the phone call. We appreciate your insight. And yeah, guys, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers, uh, as of the time of this recording, has not announced his decision. Or if he's told anybody's decision, we're not aware of it. Again, at the time of this recording, by the time you listen to this or watch this, he may very well uh, have let everybody know what he's going to do. But we already know the Washington Commanders tried to trade for Russell Wilson. Multiple first-round draft picks is the report. The Seattle Seahawks basically turning that down, saying, no thanks, we'll keep our franchise quarterback instead. Uh, so now attention has kind of started to turn not just to the NFL draft, but also to the veteran pool. And Mitchell Trubisky obviously is a name that has gotten very, very uh, popular in a very short amount of time. Te- teams openly discussing whether or not Trubisky is going to get $10 million or more. In fact, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reporting exactly that quote. Uh, that is not, his name is a hot one, is not manufactured. It's real. His career reset in Buffalo went very well. And teams that will look to draft a quarterback could sign Trubisky to start this year. A Trubisky pairing with a first-round quarterback such as Malik Willis wouldn't shock a few teams. The Panthers, Steelers, Commanders, Giants, and potentially the Broncos are believed to be in the mix here. End quote. When you look at Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, that's that's an idea that Chris and I have floated out on this episode. Obviously, I mean, it's it's not exactly a brand-new idea. Teams have done it before. You bring in your bridge quarterback. You bring in a young quarterback. And you hope that the veteran can lead you to some some success as you wait for that younger guy to kind of come of age. If the veteran doesn't lead you to success and you still grow uh, your young quarterback behind the scenes and then you end up with a higher draft pick to put some weapons around him or a better offensive line or a better defense on the other side of the ball, whatever it is uh, that you need. And then you roll out that young quarterback uh, moving forward. And again, when you look at Ron Rivera's situation, kind of mentioned this already, feel like he's got a little bit more job security. Uh, than most coaches in his position coming off of two uh, seven-win seasons. So this is a situation you can do that in. You can go out and get a Mitchell Trubisky, and maybe you draft Malik Willis at number 11 if he's available uh, or any other quarterback that you like. I would essentially try to say, you know, if you're Washington, you want to put this that pick into a player that you feel like is going to be your true blue starter moving forward, not just the quote-unquote best quarterback available, and let's see if it works out. So for me, a guy like Sam Howell and Matt Corral, even a Kenny Pickett, not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking more for a Malik Willis upside, Desmond Ritter combination of athleticism and all that. Now, the the problem that comes in with Mitchell Trubisky, right, is the fact that Trubisky's already being talked about among uh, league personnel of getting a contract worth $10 million or more annually. Now, $10 million for a quarterback really isn't all that much money. That puts him in the Taysom Hill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton range, and even though you know, some of those guys have some playoff experiences and all this stuff. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't, um, you know, they, they have some experience leading teams, $10 million, not an exorbitant amount, uh, exorbitant amount of money to put into a quarterback. I can't say that word right now for some reason. Um, but here's the thing. If there's going to be a bidding war, then that's going to be a problem. And, and another ESPN article quoted an AFC executive as saying, quote, I could see him going to a situation where he'd be a starting quarterback. And then the team drafts quarterback have to go out there and earn it, but there's certainly enough there where the right offense can accommodate him. The offense Chicago is pretty rigid and on script, and I'm not sure it suited him, end quote. And then you looked at what has really changed, right? So last time we saw Mitchell Trubisky on the field to now, what has really changed? Well, one of the things that Mitchell Trubisky has really praised about Coach Dable and his time in Buffalo is that he learned to trust his instincts more. He learned to lean on his athleticism and his playmaking ability a little bit more and to get a little bit away from that rigid 
scripted, you know, this is your read, this is your read, go here, go there. Don't kind of freelance uh, anything that he was facing in Chicago. Well, you look at Scott Turner, you look at the Washington Commanders offense, and you look at last year, Taylor Heineke didn't really go off script a whole lot, really wasn't comfortable going off script a whole lot. And you had, and we had this discussion during the season. How much of that is Taylor just trying to avoid injury and maybe play within the scheme? And how much of that is Scott Turner telling him, look, this is what you're going to do. This is what the play calls for. This is what you do. Run my offense. Don't go out there and get off script. And if and you just got to get concerned if the offensive coordinator is going to go out there and tell a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, no, you're going to do what the play outlines you to do and nothing else. It's going to be a similar type situation. And honestly, if that's the situation Trubisky uh, feels he's coming into with Washington, he's probably going to look at one of these other teams. The other thing is the bidding war, right? Go back to the cold open. I mentioned a war that maybe the commander shouldn't get involved in. If the price is starting at $10 million and the Broncos, the Giants, the Steelers, and some other teams potentially get involved in this conversation for money, you can see that contract get up to $14, $15 million a year by the time it's all said and done. Should the Washington Commanders go out there and invest that much money per year in a quarterback that's going to be a bridge guy? If it's a one-year deal, okay, maybe you can swallow that pill. But if he's looking for a two- or three-year deal, maybe you don't do that. Now, there's another guy out there, and, and this, is, this is kind of the other point of that whole thing, right? We haven't really seen what's changed in Mitchell Trubisky. We kind of feel like we understand and the mentality has changed. But you know who we have seen change in? Jameis Winston. And I know he's coming off of an ACL injury, but ACL injuries today are not what ACL injuries used to be. And it seems like for every other position, for wide receivers, for cornerbacks, I mean, we got people talking about Jameis and Williams who just tore his ACL in January, still getting drafted in the top 15, top 20 of this year's NFL draft. He's a wide receiver. His job is to run you know, down the field. We got a quarterback in James Winston towards ACL, and all of a sudden, you know, outside New Orleans is really not much of a market. You can probably get Jameis for one or two years under $10 million. There is some rumor that the New Orleans Saints are potentially going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo in a trade uh, with San Francisco. And you look at, again, we think we have some differences in Mitchell Trubisky. We know we have some differences in Jameis Winston. New Orleans Saints were five and two with Jameis Winston as a starting, starting quarterback, including a win over this Washington football team, the, you know, at the time, Washington football team. They went four and six without him. So now, was it all Jameis? No, absolutely not. They didn't ask Jameis to go out there and throw the ball 40, 50 times a week either, granted. But the things that Jameis was doing, they was doing very, very well. And again, Mitchell Trubisky, not a quarterback, you're going to come in and ask to throw the ball 40 times either. You're going to lean on Antonio Gibson, the running game, Logan Thomas. You're going to try to lean on your defense. So if you're going to go that route anyway, instead of getting into a bidding war for a quarterback that you believe has changed, that you believe has gotten better, I'm looking at the guy that I can see. I can look at 2021 film and say that's where he's gotten better. I'm looking at that guy. And so while the Steelers and the Broncos and Giants are all over here fighting over Mitchell, if I'm Washington, I'm going on to the side over here. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, you guys all go there and you dance with Trubisky. I'm going to come over here with James and say, James, look, New Orleans isn't bringing you back right now. Here's what we can offer you. What do you think? Let's make a deal and let's talk alone. Let's have some dinners. And let's do this thing. So, yeah, so that's 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 the smart money I would go for, you know, if, if I'm the Washington Commanders, but I'm not. So we'll have to see what they decide to do if they allow themselves to get sucked into that bidding war. Coming up, we're going to talk about another player who's looking for some redemption. Chase Young, number two overall draft pick not that long ago. Kind of struggled in the 2021 season. Not really kind of. He struggled in the 2021 NFL season. Called out by his coaches. The fan base knows it. The media knows it. Coming into a very critical season, year three, following year three is when the Washington Commanders have to decide, do you pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option or not? And his performance is going to tell them a lot about what they should do 
that coming up. But first, football might be over on the field, but certainly never over. Basketball, however, still on the courts, pro and college hoops going strong. And for all your latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Segment two here at the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or view of the day. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL podcast as well. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like this show right here. David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host Chris Russell not here today. You can find him on Twitter at Russellmania621. Find the show at LO Commanders. If quarterbacks can be moved, guys, in just a few years into their rookie deal, then Chase Young has to be held to the same standard, perhaps, honestly, even higher. Perhaps teams should have a little bit of a quicker trigger trading a high-round draft pick or a high draft pick, number two overall draft pick, when it's not a quarterback. Because quarterbacks, uh, historically speaking, I think quarterbacks, a little bit of offensive linemen, and then defensive backs, the hardest position to transition into the NFL from the collegiate game in. Uh, pass rushers, not saying it's easy by any means, but not as difficult as those. And so if Chase Young can't get on the right track here in the 2022 NFL season, perhaps it'll be time for the Washington Commanders to consider moving on from him. That question's already come up this offseason, and, and not just people asking the question here on whether or not Chase Young should be uh, considered part of a trade package potentially, but there have been media members, there have been fans out there already talking about the potential of Chase Young not being in the Washington Commanders' long-term future. One of those, one of those fans, Bill from Arkansas, and we're going to hear from him right now. Hello, Chris. Hello, David. This is Bill, Arkansas. I just want to call and leave my two cents on this whole quarterback catastrophe we seem to be dealing with. Um, well, it seems like everyone wants to go after Russell Wilson, the Aaron Rodgers, whatnot, all these top tier quarterbacks. Well, we probably got to take into consideration that none of these quarterbacks want to you know, tie their name or their brand to the dumpster fire that's going on down in Washington with all the chaos that Dan Snyder and that crew of his got going on. You know, maybe they don't want to be a part of that. We also have to take that in consideration. So I say, man, really, I think the best bet for us is try to get land somebody like Mitch Trubisky or maybe just get one of the young guys that's coming in out of the draft, you know, and go from there. I mean, we got to take what we can get, you know, just maybe try to stop shoot for the stars all the time. I mean, I just I just don't see none of those big names coming to Washington, just to be honest. And uh, as far as that, that, I mean, a while back they were talking about maybe some of the, using some of the players as draft, draft capital, you know, or using some of them as pieces to lure quarterbacks down there, you know, and to hurt Chase Young's name being thrown in the mix. To be quite honest, me, man, I would, I said Chase can go. Because if you think about it, 
just you know, to be totally, if everyone's being totally honest about him, it seems like the only time that Trace Young shines is when he goes up against an inferior off, uh, offensive line. That's it. When he went up against uh, Tristan Wirfs, he got owned. He went up against the kid from Northwestern, which is a Slater, he got owned. Whenever he goes up against, it seems like an offensive line man that has some oomph behind him, it's like he's not even on the field. You don't even hear about him. I'm just saying, just think about that. Then there's this whole thing with him just going, going off, just doing his own thing, not listening to the coaches, trying to freelance and all that crap. We don't need that, man. We need you to play within the scheme. I mean, what use is it? I mean, if you're not being effective, I don't need you on the field. That's all I'm saying, man. It seems like, man, we – he could go, man. We could find somebody else. I mean, we got plenty of those young guys over there. That would, I mean, it seems like the defense actually got better when he got hurt. I mean, I don't know. Shaka Tony and those other guys, Casey Tuhill did a great job. I don't know, man. I mean, that's just my two cents. That's just my opinion, you know. And so I just want to know what you guys think about it. And uh, that's it. I guess that's all I have to say. Thank you. All right, Bill from Arkansas. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate all your thoughts. And yeah, look, with the, with the whole situation of players not wanting to come to Washington, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson has kind of already said it seems like the best thing for him, for his family, is to stay on the West Coast. Maybe that's a nice way of him saying he doesn't want to come in and deal with all the crap that's going on around the Commanders franchise right now. That that certainly is a possibility. And yeah, we just got done talking about Mitchell Trubisky as a potential bridge quarterback. Talked about the rookies. Talked about some other options. But let's talk about Chase Young because this is this is a topic that has come up before. And this is a topic that, you know, uh, there's kind of two schools of thought. There's one that says, look, you know, maybe he's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. And there's the other that says, no, he's Chase Young. He's the face of the franchise. You don't touch him. You don't move him for anything. Well, let's go back to the beginning of his career. Rookie season, second on the team in sacks with seven and a half in his rookie year. A lot of those came in the second half of the season. Third in quarterback hits with 12. Uh, He had four forced fumbles, three football or fumble recoveries, uh, and ended up being the defensive rookie of the year. Now, two years in, he's played in a total of 24 games. Again, he got injured uh, against Tampa Bay Buccaneers this last season. 70 total tackles, six forced fumbles, nine sacks, basically equates to 0.38 sacks per game or one sack every 10 quarters during the beginning part of his career. Now, sack production. And this is where, look, you're an edge rusher, you're a pass rusher. This is where Chase Young got brought in to do, not counting the Buccaneers game that he got injured in. I'm going to kind of Give a little bit of grace here. Let's give a little bit of a, of, a, of a buy on that one. He got injured against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did play about a quarter and a half, but we're going to go ahead and take that game off of there. So in 2020, Chase Young started his career with seven and a half sacks. He played in 15 games. That equals half a sack per game or one sack every eight quarters. In 2021, that number dropped. He ended up with one and a half sacks in eight games. That number dropped from 0.5 sacks per game to 0.19 sacks per game or one sack every 21 quarters. Again, compare that to the rookie season, one sack every eight quarters. So a very steep decline in sack production over his career so far in two seasons. Chase Young, nine sacks in 23 games, because remember 24 was the Bucks game. So if we take that game off, it's nine sacks in 23 games, which equates to 0.39 sacks per game or one sack every 10.2 quarters. Now remember, this is a top five draft pick, second pick overall. You know, we know that Washington would have taken Joe Burrow if he was available. He wasn't, so they went with the best player available. They felt on the board. That was Chase Young. Other top five defensive ends drafted 
and the way that they played their first two seasons. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a comparison. So remember, again, through two seasons, Chase Young right now averaging one sack every 10.2 quarters in his career. I got two comparisons here. I got one guy, top five defensive end, one sack every 16 quarters. So a little bit worse than Chase Young. Got another guy, one sack every eight quarters. That, well, obviously, that number is obviously much better. The first guy, Cleveland Farrell, Las Vegas Raiders defensive end drafted out of Clemson in the top five in 2019. The other guy, Nick Bosa, San Francisco 49ers defensive end selected earlier in that same draft. Now, those are their numbers after two years. So you see Chase Young basically in the middle of those two. Uh, you have Nick Bosa leading the way with eight, uh, eight quarters per one sack every eight quarters. Chase Young comes in one sack every 10.2. Cleveland Farrell one sack every 16. So Chase in the middle there, closer to Nick Bosa, but still in the middle of those two guys. Now, after three years, Cleveland Farrell now playing at a rate where he's getting one sack every 21 quarters. So he actually dropped an average of five quarters per sack in his third season, while Nick Bosa coming back off injury actually improved to one sack every six quarters. The big difference between these two guys, not only their play on the field, Cleveland Farrell, his fifth-year option, not expected to get picked up by the Raiders. Nick Bosa's obviously is going to get picked up unless they put together uh, a, a contract extension for him. So that's kind of the big deal here, guys. We're talking about year three, you got to play, and the team has to decide before your fourth year whether or not they're going to pick up your fifth-year option. That is the season Chase Young is entering into here in 2022. Now, Bill talked about when Chase Young came off the field due to that injury, and a lot of people have talked about this over the course of the last you know, part of the season. James Smith-Williams in 2021, really, I mean, for Montez Sweat and for Chase, kind of got the majority of the starts there for the missing defensive ends. Uh, two and a half sacks for the season, 14 games. That equates out to one sack for every in every 22.4 quarters. So, again, not far off from what Chase Young was doing. Chase Young was averaging one sack every 21 quarters. James Smith-Williams won every 22.4. The difference is James Smith-Williams, not a number two overall pick. Now, when you take James Smith-Williams numbers and you break it down by starts, in James Smith-Williams' six starts, he had one and a half sacks. That equates to one sack every 16 quarters in games that he started. Again, you compare that 2021 pace to Chase Young. One sack for every 21 quarters. James Smith-Williams as a starter, one sack every 16 quarters. So not only does the play on the field look like it was better when Chase Young was gone, but the numbers actually for the guy getting the majority of the starts and again, Montez was out for a bit, so James Smith-Williams, like, not exactly a quote-unquote Chase Young replacement, but he is the guy that kind of benefited from an added playing time the most from a defensive end situation. So why was the defense so much better without Chase Young? It comes down to what Bill said. It comes down to what the coaches said. This isn't a secret. Assignment football. Chase Young's out there trying to make things happen, trying to be that number two overall pick, trying to be the captain of the defense. The problem is, in his effort of trying to do that, oftentimes he's playing out of his assignment, playing off of his role, and it causes other problems. Now let's look at Chase Young and how he stacks up against a 2020 draft class. Chase Young is tied for second in sacks among the 2020 draft class mates that he came into the NFL with. Uh, tied with Jonathan Greenard, a third-round pick of the Houston Texans out of the University of Florida. Both he and Chase Young have nine sacks. Greenard has those sacks in 25 games. Chase Young has them in 23. Again, not counting the Buccaneers game. If you count the Buccaneers game, it's 24, so one more game or two more games for Jonathan Greener, depending on how you look at it. Same amount of sacks. Again, third-round pick. The leader in the in the clubhouse right now for the 2020 draft class and defensive ends in sacks, coming in with 11 sacks, is actually DJ Wanham 
fourth round pick of the Minnesota Vikings coming out of South Carolina. He's got 11 sacks in 31 games. The thing about Wanham and Greener, so Greener tied for second place with Chase with nine sacks. Wanham leads the class with 11. Both of them had eight sacks in 2021, while Chase Young was on pace to have three sacks in 2021 um, at the time of his injury. And I would say that both Minnesota and Houston, both Greener and Wanham playing on lesser talented defensive fronts than Chase has been playing on. The leader per quarters, right? So we talked about sacks per quarter. So Chase Young, one sack for every 10.2 quarters. DJ Wanham, one sack for every 11.3. Jonathan Greenard, one sack for every 11.1. So Chase leading that three-man group. However, he doesn't lead the entire class. That goes to Daryl Taylor, second-round pick of the Seattle Seahawks uh, coming out of Tennessee. He only played in 2021. 2020, he didn't play a single game for the Seattle Seahawks regular season. He's only played regular season games in 2021, 16 of them. He had six and a half sacks. That's one sack for every 9.9 quarters. Again, you look at Joey Bosa right now, one sack for every six quarters through two years. Nick Bosa was on a, on a pace of one sack for every eight quarters. So uh, Daryl Taylor, more on the pace that basically we were expecting out of Chase Young. Daryl Taylor, second round pick of the Seattle Seahawks. So is there a reason to be concerned for Chase Young's production? Absolutely. The numbers show it to you there. He's either neck and neck or being surpassed by guys in his draft class that were drafted in the fourth round, the third round, the second round. This is the number two overall pick. If you're Chase Young, this has to be the season. You've got to show that talent that made you a number two overall draft pick in the first place. Or if you're Washington, you're going to have to make a very difficult decision. We're going to get to some very difficult decisions. We've got a mock draft, the Locked On NFL draft guys coming through with their latest post-combine mock draft. We're going to get into the results of that uh, prediction here in just a moment. But first, we're going to talk about Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles. It shouldn't be a difficult decision to where you go get your auto parts because rockauto.com has more parts available for your car or truck than your local car dealership or auto parts store. Why would you deal with them when you have a computer, you have a phone, you've got Rock Auto in your pocket? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So I encourage you to discover your own car part needs, discover how Rock Auto can help and share it with your friends and your families. Explore their easy-to-use website. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so you know that we sent you amazing selection of reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. David Harrison going solo on Twitter at dharrison82. My co-host Chris Russell not here for this episode. You can find him at Russellmania621. Find the show at LO Commanders. And we're taking a look at a Locked On NFL Draft mock draft post-combine edition. And let's break it right down. Former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker giving us his predictions, his projections as what's going to happen as of right now in April. Of course, franchise tags come in, re-signing, signings, trades, 
All that stuff is going to change a lot of this, but interesting to see. We've got three edge rushers in the top five here. Jacksonville getting it started. Aiden Hutchinson, short arms and all going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars out of the University of Michigan. Number two, the Detroit Lions taking edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Number three, we have our first surprise of the mock cornerback, Ahmad Gardner, going third overall to the Houston Texans out of the University of Cincinnati. I love Ahmad. But I got to admit, I feel like that's a little bit of an overdraft. New York Jets, number four, take edge rusher Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, while offensive tackle Evan Neal is the first lineman, offensive lineman off the board, out of Alabama to the New York Giants. Number five, we go all the way down to number 11. Your Washington Commanders get Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Wilson is by and large considered, considered to be one of the winners of this year's NFL draft. Both he and Chris Olave running sub 4 440s at the NFL Combine. I mean, you, you just know those two guys are very fast. Terry McLaurin getting another Buckeye to help him out there with whoever the quarterback is going to be. Wrapping up the NFC East, back at number seven, the New York Giants get Evan Neal at number five. They get David Ojabo, the edge rusher out of Michigan, at number seven. Philadelphia Eagles, 15, 16, and 19. They get edge rusher Trevon Walker out of Georgia at 15. Cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington at 16. And then at 19, they get safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. It's interesting because Kyle Hamilton is actually a guy that a lot of people mocked earlier to number at number 11 to the Washington Commanders if he is still there. So we'll have to see what happens there. And the Dallas Cowboys get safety Lewis Sinney out of Georgia with the 24th overall pick. So that is the latest locked on NFL draft, a mock draft. Good job from those guys and good job to Todd from Utah, Bill from Arkansas, bringing some very interesting topics to talk about today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those conversations. We thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. We just went over their mock draft. You can get the entire thing and their breakdown. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, free and available wherever you get podcasts. We will be back. In the meantime, if you've got questions or topics you want to discuss, send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or call in to be a part of the show. Just dial 301-615-3577. For Chris Russell, half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Foundation. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.